At Affordable Medical Equipment, you are the first and only concern. Whether you need a stair lift or a walker, lift chair or bath bench, we are going to have it in stock. Whether you are the senior or the junior now taking care of the senior, we are here for you, which is why we are proud to now be partnering with Navigating in Reverse, a company that holds the same core beliefs and mission value as we do. Since 2006, Affordable Medical Equipment has been supplying the needs of our community through concentrating on one customer at a time. We're located at 1812 Sunset Boulevard in West Columbia. You can contact us at 803-926-1493. Are you or someone you know caring for someone with dementia? If so, this episode's for you. Today, we're talking about doing things differently. Welcome to Navigating in Reverse, the podcast for caregivers of seniors in the sometimes awkward position of parenting their parents. I'm Anna Gelbman Edmonds, your host and the publisher of Reverse Magazine. I want to start this episode out a little differently. I usually have a little anecdote or story that brings us into our guest interview. But today I want to take a personal moment and address my listeners specifically. First of all, I want to say thank you for all of you who have subscribed to the podcast and or the magazine for all the positive comments I get from all of you. It's been kind of overwhelming. I didn't expect the podcast to grow as quickly as it has. We double our unique listeners every time we drop an episode, which is huge. So I'm sure my sponsors are happy to hear that. (laughs) More people are listening to that. But I'm personally very gratified that you all are pleased with not only the topics that we cover and the guests that we bring in, but also the quality of the podcast. I've been asked for years to do a podcast, and I've always said no because I didn't have anybody to help me do it in a way that would be in the quality that I feel like I need. And then I ran into a friend of mine who approached me about it and kind of threw the gauntlet down And here we are. And he's part of the team. He's my sound engineer, Andrew Hayworth. So he makes us what we are. Another note that somebody brought up to me is it would be nice if we could, you know, have callers call in during the podcast and ask questions. Well, we can't do that because we're not doing a live podcast. We don't have the ability to do that. And I'm not going to have my cell phone on. Even if we do, I'm in a small studio where I don't have the capability of telephones and things like that. So we pre-record all the interviews, um, sometimes weeks in advance. But we do have the capability of you contacting me either through the website. There's a Contact Us page. We have a Facebook page. You can look for at Reverse Magazine. We're also on LinkedIn. You can contact me there at Reverse for Caregivers. It has a page. I have my own page, Anna Gelbman Edmonds on LinkedIn. And you can always email me at Anna at ReverseMagazine.us. So if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic that you would like us to include in an upcoming podcast, You want to share your comments. That includes criticism. I'll take that too, with a grain of salt, of course, but I'm pretty good at taking criticism. 
if it's constructive. So I just want to kind of open up to the listeners so that you all understand. I'm aware that you're out there. I don't talk directly to you very often, either through the magazine or the podcast. I kind of keep a low profile as much as possible, but can't say enough how appreciative I am of your support. So because I took so much time doing that, I'm going to dive right in to bringing my guest in today. I don't know her very well, but I was at a presentation where she shared some information that was new to me. It's about dementia. My mother, as you all know, most of you know, my mother had dementia. It was a very mild case, so I wasn't in the thick of it the way some of you are. But I was fascinated by this different perspective on how to deal with dementia as a caregiver. So with that being said, I'm going to say, Lizette Clute, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me here today. Well, we are interested in what you have to say. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and what you do and your company. I know what you do, but I don't fully understand it because it's all new to me. So I'm like my v- listeners learning most of it today. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and just tell us what your company does and how you got started in that. Well, thank you for that. My background is as an occupational therapist, and I specialized in occupational therapy in the setting of dementia and dementia care for the last 20 years. And in the providence of God... I have been uh, changing my role, not only from dementia specialist, but to the daughter of two parents who have cognitive impairment. I actually started my company before my father was diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment. Uh, It forced me to actually take a hiatus. I started the company about three years ago. The company's name is called Think Different Dementia because I want people to think different about dementia. There's a lot of doom and gloom and woe is me. And stigma. And stigma in the space, Mm -hmm. exactly, which is the reason that I wanted to do things differently and try to educate and work with people to facilitate how they think about the process to make it easier for them. So... I know that when I go on your website, you talk about dementia therapist and dementia specialist, okay? What is a dementia therapist? So a dementia therapist, to just clarify, I think the website that you actually looked at was specialty for therapists, PTs and OTs and speech therapists. I actually have a separate one for caregivers. Oh, see, I don't even know about that. So So I am learning. Okay. So we're going to put all that in the show notes. Okay. So go ahead. So when I work with therapists, there are two types of therapists. And when I mean therapists, I mean physical occupational speech therapists. They're generalists, people who are jack of all trades and masters of none, Mm -hmm. which is great for the general population. But then you also have dementia and dementia, you really need to work with people who understand the process, who know what's going on, and have solutions for you in order to make it easier. If somebody is living with dementia and their care partners are going to therapy generalists, 
they are not necessarily getting the tools and the techniques that they need in order to truly thrive while taking care of somebody living with dementia as opposed to, you know, just surviving. I'll use this as as an example. Our brain is like a Tesla. Okay. Okay. Um, When we, if you drive a Tesla, you will not take your Tesla to a jiffy loop. Right. For a lot of different reasons, right? It's a specialty car. You go to a specialty place. Tesla garage. Exactly. (laughs) To take care of your Tesla. Your brain is a Tesla. Right. We don't have a Volkswagen Beetle from 1964 in our brain. We have a computer, a wonderful computer. The problem or the challenge is therapists are not qualified to work with those types of situations because they're the jiffy lube, they're the master. So they need trained in that. Correct. That, that's, they okay. need to be trained. Okay. Um, so the the reality of the matter is when you're when you're dealing with somebody living with dementia, you want to be looking for the specialty people. Okay. You want to be going to the specialty certifications and places in order for you to really be helped in this process. Okay. So let's switch gears then and talk about what you offer caregivers who Mm -hmm. want to be better caregivers as they're caring for their dementia parents or whoever their loved ones. So take it away. Go from there. So I specialize in helping daughters of people living with dementia. Why daughters? Because I am a daughter. I mean, why, why not sons? Well, the reality is sons can benefit from the information, but when you're talking to a group of people trying to narrow it down and find them, I relate better to the daughters okay. of somebody living with That's dementia. That's fair. Go ahead. And more than 66% of caregivers- That's what I wanted you to bring of out, people actually. living with dementia- <laughs> Are the women. Are the women. And of those 66%, most of them are daughters. Right. Or daughters-in-law. I right. see that a lot. Yes, but I, I, I categorize daughters-in-law as daughters. Sure, sure. And I also want to say to the men out there, we know that you play a role. Usually you're the Absolutely. one paying the bills or supporting in another way, but the hands-on is usually the, hands the daughter. On. The, yes. d- the decision maker is yes. the oldest daughter. Right. Women, the other part of the women are spouses, mm-hmm. granddaughters, right. uh, siblings. Right. But the bulk of the caregivers of people living with dementia are the daughters. And of those daughters, more than 60% are still working 30 plus hours a week. And some of them have kids. And some of them have kids. A lot of them have kids. They're between the ages of 40 and 60. And so they're the sandwich generation. About I want to say about 45% of that group of daughters are between a child still in the home yes. and taking care of their parents. It's a huge demographic It is right a very now, big it's demographic. It's very stressful. Yes. Okay, so let's dive in. Where you're talking to these women. Take it away from there then. What, what are you helping these women do better and how? The first place I have noticed that we need to start. So there, there are two types of caregivers. The successful ones who come through this process unscathed or fairly Relatively unscathed. Fairly unscathed, <laughs> right? Or the people who are totally falling apart. Okay. And I had started to notice that as I was working with the thousands of people that I've worked with over 30 years in the space at home, home health, acute care, rehab, everywhere. And one of the biggest differences that I've noticed over time between people who actually 
like you said, come through it fairly unscathed. Mm -hmm. And people who are falling apart is one of the biggest things is people who are successful have actually chosen to be a caregiver. They actively make a decision. Okay. To rather than being foisted on them. Correct. Right, or, out of obligation. Or have that sense of obligation. I think both have a sense of obligation. Sure. The one daughter just says, okay, providentially this is where I'm at. And so because I have I'm I'm going to choose to actively participate in this process. The other one resents it and doesn't mm-hmm. choose to be an active participant. I'm glad I fell into the first category. <laughs> and it's, just, it's very hard. And so you have to start with your mindset. Mm-hmm. There's a, a significant mindset work that goes into being a successful caregiver. The other thing that I noticed successful caregivers have in common are they have a plan. They know where they're going. They they have already either decided what their line in the sand is. I can do it up until this. Then this is the next step. Okay. They've planned it. They don't just wait for the drama. They don't just wait for the next crisis to unfold. They're actively choosing. It's proactive. It's very proactive. That's the stance I take on my magazine Mm -hmm. and this podcast is I want people to, I want to kind of be prophylactic in the way that we approach this. Like, yes, my parents are getting old. I'm getting old. I need to get smart and deal with this now. So I call the one group that's not ready, I call them the ostrich. Okay. They got their head in the sand and they just go, la, la, la. I don't want to see it. And they run fast. Ostriches run really fast. They do run very fast. (laughs) Faster than most cars. They are very, very fast. (laughs) But the ostrich is a person who is not even willing to acknowledge what you have just said. We're getting older The reality is if you have dementia, if you live long enough with dementia, you will need 24-hour supervision. Right. Nobody really says that out loud or says that from the beginning, that if you live long enough with dementia, you are going to need 24-hour care. Okay. End of discussion. You cannot. And that's hard when the person with dementia is 90 and the person caring for them is 70. Yes. That's so hard. It is very hard. Although, having said that, the person who is 90 who is now starting, if they are 90 and they're now only starting to show no, signs. No, I'm talking about the tw- the one that's had it for a long time and needs care 24-7. Right. And the 70-year-old is the one taking, you know, your, your child's 20 years younger than you, yes, right? I understand, okay. for sure. And there are only four things that you can do. You can take care of somebody in their own home right. with 24-hour care. Right. You can take care of somebody in your home with 24-hour right. care. They can be in a memory care facility with 24-hour care or a nursing home. Those are the four choices. Choices. Yeah. But people don't break it down into just a chunk like that. And people just, well, mom wants to stay at home. Well, I get that. <laughs> but is that safe for her? But is that right. safe for her? Who are you? Exactly. And a lot of people start with their parents' preferences. Right. And that's the wrong place to start. Right. You have to start with what you are willing to do. You have to know your line in the sand. Right. You have to know your preferences, your roles, your willingness, your abilities, physical. Financial. uh, Financial. Right. All of those things come first because if you don't take care of the 
caregiver first, the care partner first. You want nobody to take care of the person. I always say you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of somebody else. It's it's like the analogy most of us have flown mm-hmm. on an airplane. When they do the uh, safety check at the beginning, right. they tell you, you put your oxygen mask on yourself if you're flying with somebody who needs help. Why? Because dead is dead. Right. And you can't help the child or somebody else. You can't if breathe. You, if, not. You, if you cannot breathe. The same thing is true with people living with dementia. Sure. If you do not take care of yourself first, you will not be able to do it because we don't know how long a process it's going to sure. be. I mean, every person is different. So some people live with dementia for a couple of years and they die from something else, a heart attack, a stroke, whatever. Also the level. I mean, they can downgrade their level of dementia very quickly or very slowly. Exactly. It's a a, a crapshoot. The whole thing is is. a crapshoot. You know, some people live 20, 30 years with cognitive impairment. Some people live one or two. Right. So there's no way to know, but you have to plan for it. And if you've planned for it to be the worst outcome, then you can kind of go back and figure out, you know, what the line in the sand is. When do I need to make changes? Well, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but <laughs> it's also a well-known fact among those of us who are in the know that the caregiver has a much higher mm-hmm. risk of death than the person that they're yep. caring for because of the stress level. Absolutely. So what you're saying is you've got to take care of some of this mm-hmm. stress by planning ahead and thinking and bringing in other help, whether it's a sibling or whatever, mm-hmm. and making these plans or you're going to your chances of kicking the bucket before your parent are pretty high. Yeah. I think it's like 60 percent higher. Yeah. It's a marathon. It's not yeah, a sprint. Right. And people are trying to go through it like a sprint. All right. Well, I'm going to be another Debbie Downer, and we're going to take a break and come back and get into the nitty gritty, some actual tips of how we can do some things better. But for right now, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Many people get overwhelmed by questions when it's time to enroll in Medicare. Questions like, when and how do I enroll? What are my options? What does Medicare cost? I'm Caroline Ward, an independent insurance advisor specializing in Medicare. If you need help, don't call a 1-800 number. Just ask Caroline at 803-331-0527 or visit askcaroline.net. Downsizing or moving and have things you or the family don't want or need? Clearing out a storage space or estate property? The Habitat for Humanity Restore is a great place to donate your unwanted and gently used furniture, housewares, books, appliances, tools, and more. You can schedule a free pickup online at habitatcsc.org or call us 803-936-0088. You can also drop off donations at the Restore Monday through Friday between 9 and 5 at 2814 Augusta Road in West Columbia. We're back at Navigating in Reverse, the podcast for people who are caring for their aging parent. And at the top of the show, I stumbled and mentioned the wrong website for Lizette. 
and I'm going to put it in the show notes, but the actual website that most of you all should be looking at is DementiaCaregivingMadeEasy.com. And that is for the caregiver. The other one is for the therapist. But that also leads me into, because this is, again, my show and I get to do what I want. And I love I, this. This is my free commercial of the episode. I was talking to my web designer on the way down here. We were on the phone and he said something so sweet to me. He said, Anna, I have never had, never known anybody who does more referrals to people that they really like and, and just kind of shares that information. He says, you've been so good to me. I've gotten so bu- so much business from you. So here you go. Doug Adam from the InDesign firm over in Casey, South Carolina. Been working with him for years. He's become a very, very good friend. And if you need a website or you need someone to take over your website because your webmaster isn't a very good one or whatever, he does other things too. Um, He builds apps. He's just a genius and a very lovable guy. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. There you go, Doug Adam. That's my free commercial. So let's get back into our conversation. I want to get into the nitty gritty of what you actually have to offer. How do you reach these caregivers so that you can help them make their job easier? I was extremely blessed earlier this year to receive a grant from the South Carolina Area Agency on Aging through the ARCC in order to develop a educational and support slash coaching platform for the caregivers of people living with dementia. Okay. And the reason for the way that I'm working on developing this is because my husband and I are originally from South Africa. And my husband was in... I don't hear your accent. He yourself, has a, Africa. <laughs> he has a lot bigger of an accent than I do. That's English is my second language. And just because this is a podcast, I'm not going to switch okay. over. Because uh, <laughs> I recognize the South African right. accent. My, my husband was in Uganda okay. a few months ago, like at the beginning of the year. And in Uganda, he had better cell reception okay. than we have in South Carolina. Really? Yes. And I had a realization in working in home health that most people, not everybody has internet access on a computer, but everyone has a cell phone. Right. And everybody has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And my vision is to put this information in a platform on a cell phone for people who only have access to a cell phone in order to get their information. I love Facebook. Facebook is great. There's a lot of caregiving groups on Facebook. I hate them. I hate Facebook. Well, I, <laughs> but women between 40 and 60, they're on it. They're yes. on Facebook. Yes. And they're going into these huge, big 40, 50,000 person Facebook groups. Yes. They're on LinkedIn too. Right. Yeah. But they're getting verbal vomit. Right. They're getting. I haven't heard that word, that term in a, such a long time. I used to use it all the time. It's a lovely or term. Or verbal diarrhea. I, yes. I, I used to use verbal diarrhea, <laughs> but I use verbal vomit now because it alliterates. <laughs> but they're getting, they're getting their information from other people who don't have the skills. It's not reliable. Or it's just and, anecdotal. And it's anecdotal and it's just like blah. Right, right. Um, and yes, I get that people are frustrated. I get that people are having a hard time. The reality is 
Those people are the people who haven't necessarily actively chosen to be a caregiver. So my vision is to put this information in a curated place okay. on a cell phone, on a platform where people where it's gated. And the reason it is gated is because if you don't have skin in the game, you don't value the information I you're getting. I always say that. You can't give stuff free. Like if no. you go to a conference and they hand you all these pens and koozies and stuff, we end up throwing them away. We do because they mean nothing. Right. So people who are going on Facebook or just Google searching or reading right. books, the, the information is out there. It's not that the information isn't freely available. The Alzheimer's Association, dementia, they're all. it is all over the place, but it is so... Vast and not curated. And you can't pick up the phone and call the Alzheimer's Association and get to the person that you want to to answer that specific question. Exactly. Yes. So, what I am doing is I do free monthly workshops for daughters of people living with dementia. That's awesome. Then, when that process is for them to be able to self identify whether this collaborative group is where they want to to be. Okay. Like I said, it's gated. It's not a free community. But in that community, they then get the education, they get coaching. And the purpose behind it is that it be longitudinal. And what I mean by that is it is a year-long program. So it's a one-time investment for people to, to come into the program. I allow all care circles to actually come in. So one person pays, and if they have four siblings or five siblings or a care partner, all of them can come into the group. On that one fee. On that that one fee. That's awesome. And the reason I decided to do that is because I worked with so many people who I would work with Anna. Mm-hmm. But Anna has a sister, Susie. I do have Susie, a sister named Susie. Really? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> Everybody else calls her Sue, but I call her Susie. Your sister Susie's not getting the information if I'm working with you. Right. But if I put Susie in the group yes, and she yes. has access, then she can go get the information. Okay. She's not getting it from me who I might Correct. screw it up like the foot like or, the game. But, you know, telephone. you've got your you've got yeah. your, you know, dynamics from right. being kids. Right. And like Ugh. I can't yes. hear anything from yes. from, yeah. from yeah. Anna. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That exists. So, <laughs> the purpose behind that is just like a podcast. Okay. You can listen to it on your phone when you're in the gym. You can in the shower, wherever. In the shower, yes. exactly, wherever. So that's the first part of it. And then one time a week, and as it develops out, I will be adding more coaches. I go into a Zoom room with all of these care partners, okay. and then I answer their individual problems so and questions. Awesome. So it's didactic, okay, and it's support. And then I've developed some tools. Let me stop you. I had to ask my mother one time, and I'm an English major. What is that? She said, you're so didactic. I'm like, what does that mean? The teaching component. Thank you. You are welcome. (laughs) Because I love that word now. The classwork. So the education. What is Alzheimer's? What is Lewy body dementia? What is frontotemporal? So I'm breaking them down into different classes because you don't need to sit and listen to, to a Louis body a Louis yeah, body right, if right. you your mom has, has vascular, vascular. Exactly. exactly yes so I'm breaking them into different okay. little subsections I know people that I'm gonna so if they go to this dementia caring made easy.com mm-hmm. that's where they can sign into that forward slash 
slash workshop is how is they Is there work. a place on the menu that says workshops yes, or anything? Okay, so well, there you go, yeah, listeners. Yeah. Just click the workshops button yep. and you'll find it. I this do the workshop awesome. once a month. I'm probably going to do twice um, a month. I'm still trying to work on some of the languaging. Okay. But then the third part of what I've developed are some practical tools to actually help people develop a plan. Okay. Like a calculator. Okay. And it sounds silly, but it's a spreadsheet. But it works we all, like a we charm. We a good spreadsheet. <laughs> but it works like a charm because I start with what are your roles? Right. What are your desires? What are your preferences? I Forget about mom and dad. I right, know right, what right. mom and dad want. Right. Mom and dad don't want to move. Right. They want to stay in their own home. Right, right. You and know, keep driving. And keep driving. <laughs> exactly. So I start with the caregiver, their preferences, and then what is the line in the sand? Like the one family I'm working with right now, their line in the sand is the grandchildren cannot provide physical care and I'm not wiping my dad's bottom. Right, right. End of discussion. Right. I'm like, okay, fine. That's great. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, you got to say it though, right? right? So we've said that. Mm -hmm. Now, what if dad lives long enough that he needs somebody to wipe his butt? Who's going to do it? What is that going to look like? (laughs) He needs 24-hour care and somebody needs to wipe his butt. These are your two choices, right? You get paid caregivers in the house who wipe his butt, which is fine. That's great. It's wonderful. Or he gets diaper rash. (laughs) Or or he gets diaper rash. Or he has to go to a facility. Yes. And so... Just even speaking it out loud gives people a direction. You would not take a vacation without planning it. Right. You don't get on an airplane without your passport if you're going to well, France. Even cooking, you have a recipe, right? You, have you a know recipe. what you're having for dinner, exactly. right? Exactly. Or if you're in a storm on a on a boat, it, you're looking for the lighthouse. Yes. Yes. Right. We have to know where we're going. Yes. If we do not know where we're going. How can we know we actually did it successfully? Right. You know, what is your best outcome for somebody living with dementia? I want to maintain my relationships with my siblings. Okay, good. Good so luck how with do that, we do I that? say to everybody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever that person's thing is, yeah. the calculator is designed to pull it out and then put it in a place for them. And because it's a spreadsheet, you can copy and save. Mm-hmm. And every three months or four months or six you months, you can update it. Yes, it. yes you have and to. And everything is in one place. Right. That's awesome. And then people can prioritize. Like, for example, with me right now, I know that my mom is probably close to palliative care. I have a way for us to say, okay, it's three months or six months or 12 months. How long do I have to do this? Or what's the timeline? We probably need a ramp at home. How do we do this? When do we do it? Um, so it gives me, and then it has a scatter graph so that you can plot and see where you need to start. Okay, now you're getting way too far I know, in, into very, the very, very technical. Uh, the technicals. Pretty much it shows you a picture. It'll give okay. you a prioritized picture okay. of where you need to start. Well, speaking of technical, as we're wrapping things up, because our time's almost up, I have to tell everybody, Lizette actually wrote an article in our winter issue, and it's all about technology for mm-hmm. people with dementia and caregivers who are yep. caring for people with dementia. And it kind of blew me away. Mm-hmm. I Those are just a few of them. Yeah. it's. I'm not even going to give people a teaser on that. You just It's on the website. I can't remember what the exact title is, but I will put the that in the show notes too. It's yeah. a super interesting article. The other thing that I've um, put inside this platform are the resources. So I have a resource tab. And then in every single different resource, I have a little video and a link. Okay. So for the, you know, the AI stuff, right. it'll say 
this this AI, okay. and you can look at a little video about what it is and okay. how it can support you. Okay. Because really, AI or um, technology is an invisible caregiver. Well, I'm going to say, because of the date that this podcast is dropping, if you go and look at that article, there's a lot of Christmas gift ideas in it. We also have yeah. a gift suggestion article. There's another one that's not just tech. Well, it's a lot of it's technology, too. So we have two articles in this issue that are technology-related, and some of them make good gifts either for yourself or mm-hmm. a caregiver that you know or a senior. I don't know how better to wrap that up. That's my gift to you all, listeners. So Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and whatever you say about Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa, and all those other holidays where we give gifts. So, Lizette, I'm going to let you finish up. Is there anything that you need to tell the listeners that we didn't cover real quick, and how can they get in touch with you? What I'd like to tell the listeners is don't struggle on your own. Reach out to somebody. I have... The ability for you to do a free 20-minute call Mm. so you can talk to somebody. It's another gift. Right. (laughs) Uh, A free 20-minute call so that you can know that you're not alone. Invest in yourself in the sense of finding the team that can help you through this marathon. Building the team. Building the team. Right. Be active about it. It's going to happen if they live long enough and you're dealing with dementia. It is going to happen, so you may as well acknowledge that it's going to happen and build this team. Come to one of the free workshops. You will learn at least three strategies that you can use immediately, and then we can talk about whether or not uh, you're appropriate for the program that I'm building for using this grant because I have some grant money available. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I was not expecting all of this. I knew it was going to be good, but I wasn't expecting all of that. So my guess is, Will, you'll be writing. I know for a fact you're writing for another issue of the magazine. We've already agreed to that, and we'll probably have you back several times. I will say that Lizette is from the Greenville area. She made a special trip to come into the studio because I wanted to see her in person and talk to her face-to-face. Maybe next time we'll do it by Zoom. I will accommodate you. We have the ability to I will to drive. That. Well, there you go. I don't mind driving. Maybe to Andy Columbia. and I will make a trip up to Greenville. We'll take a we'll take a road trip together. <laughs> we gotta find a studio though. <laughs> oh, that's true. No, you're coming here. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for being here. Really appreciated it. And to listeners, thank you for listening and thank you for caring. Till next time. The Reverse Podcast is written and produced by the F-Suite LLC, all rights reserved. Our audio engineer is Andrew Hayworth. Thank you for listening.